everybody. This is Rob. And this is Sarah. And you're listening to How Much Do We Love? And this is episode 136. Now, I wanted to follow up on something from last week. Okay. Where we discussed my confusion back in the old days of the phrase, you've got your work cut out for you, and how I thought it meant the opposite of what it meant. Yes. And everyone thought that was funny, and I thought it was funny, and you jokingly said, what do you think it was founded from something in the garment district? Sure. (laughs) Taylor's. Well, it turns out, <laughs> it just so happens that I went to to the interwebs and I yeah, found huh. someone asking a question. Gord Forsyth asked on WorldWideWords.org. <laughs> he asked this question. He says, when someone says he's really got his work cut out for him, I take it to mean that he will have difficulty in successfully completing his work or task. But I would think that if he were a tailor... And had his work cut out for him, that would simplify his task. Yes. So at least one other person in the world understands my confusion. And then the... Wow. To quote Michael Jackson, you are not alone. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Michael Jackson lyrics. But it turns out that the expression goes back to at least... I'm reading this off the interweb. I don't have this knowledge in my head. Goes back (laughs) at least to the early 1600s in a related form to have all one's work cut out. As you suggest, the guy who wrote in, it was borrowed from tailoring. Ha-ha. But in that first figurative sense, it meant to prepare or plan an activity to get everything organized before starting work as a good right. tailor would. See, to me, that still means that it would be easier. Well, and, it would mean like the task ahead of you is to get it cut whatever. out. Whatever. It later went through a period in which it If meant... you were speaking in ye old 1600s, if you right. were cutting out a cloak for the Tudor dynasty, you would be Exactly. <laughs> well... All later, sets would you be? All sets <laughs> would I be? <laughs> In my mind, there are e, e is at the end of all of those words. Oh, totally. But let me just continue. It says, it later went through a period in which it meant that someone else cut out your work for you, that is, gave you something to do. And the image behind the current sense is that of some assiduous assistant cutting the cloth at such a rate that it struggled to keep up. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The point is, I wasn't completely wrong. No. So I and pull. you are not alone. Okay, so our other one of our other favorite word things is the literally, literally, which is. Um, do you want to give a basic definition? Well, the literally, literally is when I would say maybe there's a phrase of something, mm-hmm. and then you An actually idiom. do the idiom. So if you happen to be going through a garage, and there is is a paint container there and you accidentally hit it with your foot you can say i literally kicked the bucket (laughs) i like it um or maybe i might hand you a the the piece of a mannequin and say i'd like to give you a hand literally 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 (laughs) so the other day i was literally literally making lemonade out of lemons such a good one because i have a lemon tree life gave me lemons in the backyard and <laughs> i was did. it did and i was so i made lemonade and I that would especially be good if you were going to play the board game of life and you opened the box and there was nothing but lemons, <gasps> lemons. In it. life gave you lemons <laughs> or so, life cereal like if you poured out your box of life cereal then only lemons came and it literally literally gave you lemons well i posted <laughs> that on our facebook page and then was completely tickled when listener tanya wrote her own literally literally and said just yesterday i saw a blind person leading another blind person 
<laughs> both holding canes, one holding the shoulders of the other, in the Berkeley BART station. Literally, literally. Wow. The blind leading the blind. I, that... That was that's a really good one, Tanya. Thank you for posting that. I hope they I got love where... I, I love that they were helping each other out, but that's scary to me. I hope they got where they were going. Um, I'm gonna. Well, one of them was did. just incredibly nearsighted. It could be. Mm-hmm. So. Um. All right. So moving on, let's talk about some new stuff we love. Okay. Uh, just started this week. How much do we love RuPaul's Drag Race? I love it. Now we've talked about it a little bit in the past when we. We're discussing reality show catchphrases. Yes. Because you were mentioning that you particularly enjoyed RuPaul's catchphrases. Yes. Well, I should say, like, the drag race, if you like, like, America's Next Top Model or Project Runway and a whole heaping handful of fabulous gay things, (laughs) then you'll love it. Because it's kind of a combo platter of those two things. Yeah. Projects that they have to make things. And then there's a runway show and a photo shoot. Anyway, uh... If you, it gets down to the final two and how RuPaul uh, announces it, is she says, Shantae, you stay, sachet away to the loser. It's delightful. It's delightful. I also, um, I love, you know, Ru does the whole thing with this great sense of whimsy, but I love when she goes like grand diva, like when they've been deliberating the judges. Mm-hmm. Like the point where Padma would normally be like, well, I think we've made our decision. When it comes to the point in any reality program where the judges are like, well, we know what we need to do. And there's always that moment right. where they have that. RuPaul's is hilarious. She always claps her hands and mm-hmm. is like, silence. <laughs> I have made my decision. It's so fantastic to me. It's- I also love like where instead of make it work, what like Tim Gunn's mm-hmm. moment when she leaves them after the challenge, she always says, now don't fuck it up. <laughs> or straightforward. Gentlemen, start your engines and may the best woman, woman win. Because it's the drag race, get it? Love it. So I watched the season, I watched the casting special in the season premiere and imagine my delight when I saw Sutan, the makeup artist from America's Next Top Model, is one of the contestants, Raja. I feel did they? I feel like she's they had fierce. to say that uh, he couldn't say America's next. No, they. Topic. She said she's a makeup artist who's worked with or a lot celebrities. of celebrities, but they didn't mention it. But that's totally who it is. Anyone who watches America's Next Top Model will know who it is. And he's fierce. Fierce. That outfit on the runway. Amazing. I was like, are we on Project Runway? Because that is an amazing outfit. So yeah. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I mean, it is out there, and there's a lot of drama. There's wig snatching. I'm glad Santino is back. Santino is one of the judges. I'm glad he's back this season. That's great. And Vanessa Williams was the guest judge. She was wonderful. She was great. And they had to lip sync one of her songs at the end when they lip sync for their life. Oh, I love lip sync for your life. That that particular one was kind of crazy. There's like fisticuffs, gay fisticuffs. There always is because it gets to a point where it's like uh, upstaging each other. There's lots of like doing the splits in front of the other person. That was like pushing and shoving and tackling. Made me uncomfortable. Full contact drag. And they all have terrific names, except one of them, Stacy yeah. Mitchell, I think is her name. <laughs> That's her drag name. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was a pun I wasn't getting. I enjoy her. So you guys check it out. It's on the Logo channel. It's really entertaining. Oh, my favorite name this year. Her her first name is Mimi, <sighs> and her last name is I'm First, I think. Yes. So it's like Mimi, Mimi I'm, I'm first. first. I love her. She's going to be controversial because nobody else likes her. Well, they've they've never had a plus size model do well on this show. And Each season, they only four. last about two uh, 
two seasons. Two, and yeah, it's interesting. Episodes. There's a, you find out there's yeah two episodes. You find out there's like these subsets of the drag culture of like plus size girls. There's girls who are like novelty, funny, mm-hmm. uh, like kitschy, mm-hmm. and then there's other ones that are just like full supermodel glam. I like the other plus size one, Delta Work. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I like her too. So I loved her first dress. It was cute. It was like from Hairspray. Yes. Like a little Jackie O business suit. Super cute. It's enjoyable. Some of those ladies yeah. are really bitchy. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty exciting. Oh, and then also there's a um companion show. It's yes. like a stew room expose called Untucked. <laughs> where you see the behind the scenes it's called untucked <laughs> it's a bit hard to watch that one it's, that is. yeah there are they really they've got their talons out one of their sponsors is absolute absolute vodka mm-hmm. so there's that aspect where the stew room is like nothing but a shirtless bartender making them cocktails and there's a lot of cocktails yeah yeah I like the absolute commercials that happen during RuPaul's Drag Race. They have, like, people from former seasons and the judges kind of doing these, like, confessional uh, little spots for absolute. So I know usually we fast forward through all commercials, but every once in a while you catch one of those fabulous little commercials that are great. I'll have to look because I think I I fast forwarded because it was late when I watched. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about something else. How much do we love drinking straws? I love them. I do, too. Love them. Love them. Now... Do you like them with all drinks or specific drinks or? I never take a straw out of a drink if it's offered to me. Right. So I do like them with pretty much anything. The only time that I that I find a straw troublesome is in a mojito situation. Because of mint. Yeah. I feel like blockage. someone should invent a, like a big, big straw like you would find at um, – mcdonald's like mm-hmm. that thick except it has a little tiny screen little on the mesh bottom. on the bottom that would be good but you don't a, want the chunks yeah it would be a big waste since they're disposable yeah but maybe if they made them out of like stainless steel or something i don't know i don't i know that there are stainless steel straws you don't like them i feel like there's a hygienic issue because yes. especially because i wear lipstick and they just i don't know how you ever get that clean i'm, I'm imagining having to stick a q-tip in the top part of it it seems yeah. now it's certainly more environmentally friendly than the disposable straw but i like to drink um when i'm at work and i drink a can of soda i like to drink a straw part of it is because i feel like it is somewhat protecting my teeth uh-huh from completely getting stained i don't drink I- that much soda but i enjoy the can of soda with a straw and of course i like um you know, like an iced tea or anything in like a tall. Mm-hmm. Oh, I enjoy a straw. And I like them to be bendy. I Bendy is preferable, like across the board. You don't see non-bendy straws that much now unless, well, no, I guess that's not true. Because all fast food straws and things are all non-bendy. Now, I'm thinking more of in a restaurant. No, I guess they're straight. Yeah. Something I don't enjoy, but it is sometimes very funny if you're with a friend and can laugh about it, is if you're at jamba juice or starbucks and they're all out of regular size straws so they give you the one that's supposed to go in the venti or the gigantic slurpy (laughs) so you end up with little tiny drink and big gigantic straw you could drink the entire drink in one sip through that straw um i enjoy when i go to potbelly and i get a shake and there are (gasps) little cookies on my straw that is super cute they take these tiny cookies they're like the size maybe the size of a quarter and they're um they're kind of like little lorna dunes they're scalloped Mm -hmm. and they have but they're a little um donut shaped and they stick them right on the straw super cute 
Now, how do you Did feel- you know oh. that if you get an Oreo shake there, they put little tiny miniature Oreos on top of the lid of your shake? I just learned that when I was oh there gosh, last it's, month. It's awfully good. It's exciting. I, I did not have one, but the um, seven-year-old I was with did Well, sometimes one. I eat like a seven-year-old. <laughs> I do too. Hello, macaroni and cheese. Um, but I did not have a shake that day. But what do you, how do you feel about the novelty straw, like the loop-de-loop sort of non-disposable that you might get at um, a, a birthday-themed restaurant when you're a mm-hmm. child or maybe at the theme park? A theme park. A, a souvenir. A Sometimes it's a souvenir straw. I remember when I was a little kid, we went to A&W Root Beer and the novelty straw looped around and was inside of the A&W Root Beer Bear's face. So oh. while you were drinking your root beer, you would watch your root beer go up and kind of fill up the bear's face <gasps> and then come up. I would have enjoyed that. It was good. I loved it. I tried to, my mom tried to save it, but I think after a while, like it didn't make it through the dishwasher just too many times. Yeah. I don't have, I, we didn't have A&W root beer stores growing up, but I knew the root beer. It was always confusing to me that there was a restaurant that was the same name as a drink. <laughs> didn't understand. Got it. We like had one in my it. hometown, the town that I was born in. It had like the drive-in A&W root beer. Now, oh, so what about paper versus plastic straws? I love the paper ones. Uh, when we were in D.C., we went to a lot of Jose Andres uh, restaurants because they were all right by the theater. Um, Zitania, which is where Mike Isabella used to work on mm-hmm. Top Chef Masters mm-hmm. or uh, All Stars, mm-hmm. uh, that was one of our favorites. And Oyomel and Jaleo, all of you people that are in the DC area probably know these restaurants. Anyway, they serve all of their sodas come with just plain white paper straws. I got to really like the feeling of them. I like them. A lot. I like them at first, but then I feel like they collapse in on themselves and they lose their structural integrity. I feel like they're, they must be more friendly environmentally than plastic straws, but yes. they, um, they're they not a long-term. I mean, you got to really just drink a drink and be done. There's no I think kind of I, chewing or lingering. Yeah, I drink, I, I drink my drinks pretty fast. So I would say that I don't, I don't think I encountered that. I like Do you that, like to chew on a straw? Not really, but I sort of will sometimes like tap my teeth on the top of it. I don't full on chew on it, but I might futz around with it. Doug always flattens his a little bit. That's, that's how easy I, to do with the paper straw. That's how I can tell whose drink is who if we're like oh. drive on a road trip and we've got like two Wendy's cups. Mm-hmm. I can tell the one with the flat straws, Doug's. You have to be careful with the flattening with the paper straw because that thing will seal right up on you. Well, I just ordered a bunch of paper straws. They do look cuter. They always have cute stripes or pastels. You can get very cute, fun, vintagey straws in paper. Uh, I, um, if you want to look, folks, uh, kirkerlandshop.com I got these really cute straws that kind of look like pixie sticks cute and I ordered a bunch of them because I'm going to serve them in the signature drinks at our wedding this summer it's exciting exciting. very exciting (laughs) well we want to hear do you guys have special straw stories straw preferences straw phobias (laughs) phobias well that would be a good irrational phobia if you had some like fear of a straw I bet there are people who don't like straws when they're when they're not wrapped in paper. You There's know, all, they're just you just have to get in there and grab one. I appreciate when something's being served with a straw and the person serving it can do that fancy thing where you just take off the bottom of the straw. Yes. So that I get the paper on the top. I like And then that. it might that might also designate that it's the diet coke. Uh-huh. Sometimes. 
Sometimes two straws means diet. That's true. That's like secret waiter lingo. Mm-hmm. It's true. All right. I hear you drinking now, or you, but it doesn't sound like you have a straw. No, it's not a straw. <laughs> it is um, good old fashioned uh, soda stream diet pink grapefruit out wow. of Penny from the Rescuers. Oh, perfect. All right. Let's talk about our third and final topic. Now, yes. none of us, neither of us particularly enjoy sports. No. In fact, we don't enjoy sports. No, we don't. But we love the hype of a championship. I do. And we like the part of being in a sports-loving community. I love the social aspect of it. It's so much fun. So both of us tend to ignore any sport all during its regular season. But if our hometown team ends up in some final of some sort, we are are total Fairweather fans. (laughs) And we will go to the sports bar. We will watch the game. We'll eat special snacks. Oh, we might have a snack. We might have food. a sports ball watching um, event with snacks. We like to. I like to find what is the you know which of my favorite fun neighborhood bars is going to be showing mm-hmm. the sports ball, mm-hmm. and where should we go and watch it, and where where should we get a table? I and I and it doesn't even necessarily have to be a championship. When Sammy Sosa was going for that home run record, whenever that was, like That's eight ten years summer. ago, remember? Yeah. We went every night to the game, and it was great because you didn't even really have to pay attention until Sammy came up to bat. <laughs> then you would hope he would get a home run. And the, there's something fun about being in a, a room full of people all rooting for something. Um, yes. I just experienced it with the Giants um, living in San Francisco and the World Series and ended up watching all the games, you know, going out and watching them. And it was really, really exciting and fun. And now you got to experience it except it's over. It's um, over. <laughs> as the Bears went through the NFL playoffs. Yeah, I had two Sundays in a row of going to our friend Kim's house, and Kim owns a catering company, so the football snacks were amazing. Oh. Now, more so than watching the events, we also like sports watching snacks. So let's talk yep. about a few of those standards. Well, first of all, when we got to the party the first week, Doug's like, this is the only football party I've ever been to where there's chafing dishes. <laughs> But uh, that's because they had... As opposed to, the, it's like a step up from the crock pot. Yeah, they had the beloved cocktail meatballs. Oh. Oh. We love a meatball, you guys. We've talked about meatballs a lot. And they had the nice wooden uh, picks, not mm. like a skewer, not a toothpick, but that like flat yep. thing. Oh, So they had those, and I swear to God... When I first got there, I was so hungry. I just stood over the crock pot and Shoveled ate like in. five right in a row. Like didn't even get a plate. I'm like, this isn't considered double dipping because I'm specifically with my one pick <laughs> only going to touch touching. the ball that I'm going to eat. Delicious. I love, a, I love a pot of meatballs at a party. And I have to say, I learned this from my friend Emily. I went to her house one time and she had a crock pot of little mini party meatballs. And next to it, you know, we in like marinara sauce and next yes. to it, a pile of hot dog buns and some mm. cheese. So you could make a mini meatball sub. That's really good. It was so, because, you know, that's a commitment, a meatball sub. But that this was just a one? tiny one. I feel like maybe I talked about this just the other week on the show, but because I had them at my cookie party. But anyway, meatballs, that's a good standard. It was good. And the sauce on this was kind of part tangy barbecue but there was something in it that made it taste a little marinara-y as well. Mm. It's just good, yummy red sauce. I have I have some of them still in my fridge because she made me leave with some. Mm-hmm. Uh, How dare she? I know. Well, I almost had as my status update the other day. Uh, <laughs> today's activities, eat a small bowl of meatballs, 
go to the gym, come home, eat another small bowl of meatballs. <laughs> but I was like, ah, oh, it's those statuses that you're like, I'm even too embarrassed to tell For you. myself, right? But I'll share it with you listeners. I will Perfect. share that that's what I did on Monday. <laughs> I love meatballs. But so there are a lot of other good standard Super Bowl snacks, like nachos of various varieties and dips we and wings. Chili with a mm. buffet of toppings. We like a toppings bar. So there was, you know, onions and sour cream and cheese and tortilla strips, Ooh, strips. like skinny strips. That's good. Um, I love pigs in a blanket. Yes. I you know who them. makes a good pig in a blanket these days? The Trader Joe's. I've seen those. They're like real good frozen ones. Pups Mm -hmm. or something like that. They're in like puff pastry. Delicious. Um, I also, this is kind of a fancy football snack, but it works well. Uh, Barefoot Contessa has a great recipe (laughs) for. Sorry, just laughing about that in the context of the Super Bowl. Uh huh. Well, they're they're really good. We had them again at this. uh, To do a savior savior savory palmier. A savory elephant ear with just puff pastry, and I think I've I've made them before. You spread out like pesto, and then do pine nuts and goat cheese crumbles. Yeah, those are so easy. So easy, yummy. Roll them up from either side, frozen puff pastry. Yum, mommy is yum. Um, what are your favorite snacks, people? Do you have a favorite Super Bowl snack recipe? Is it some sort of queso dip? Is it some sort of wing assortment? I know you don't like you like the boneless wings. Well, I just saw, you know, Martha Stewart on her show this week had a meatball show and all they did the whole show was make meatballs. What? Yes. Oh, it was on yesterday. So it's you on my TiVo. Um, oh, so one of the recipes is a buffalo chicken meatball. Oh, yes. Chicken and they dice celery in the meatball <gasps> and make little tiny chicken meatballs and then it's in buffalo sauce. And then, of course... Blue, blue cheese, cheese. Oh. <laughs> so good. there's a commercial product around here that's local that um is a buffalo chicken meatball that are delicious but they're so salty that after i eat them i feel like i've uh, must have water yeah i'm like <laughs> bad water yes all right so um that was things. just a quick overview we, we like more the idea of super bowl food than any one in particular but we'd like to hear maybe you could post your super bowl recipes on the facebook how much do we love page which is facebook.com slash how much do we love we would love to get your recipes and you guys come look and see what everyone's posting yeah and are you gonna have some sort of fun super bowl theme party folks we want to know like do you have have a helmet that doubles as a chip and dip oh or i want to know about all these things that people are doing do you have some sort of sports oriented hat that has straws that come down well at these bears parties i was at they had uh black makeup that you could do the little uh anti-glare underneath which everyone was doing uh we also had the lyrics printed out to the bears theme song fight song oh and we would uh, uh, all stand and sing it at the top of our lungs if there was a touchdown that sounds exciting it was fun group activities and then we had like good sports ball songs Mm -hmm. to play in the commercial breaks it was good See, like it's it. fun, and it doesn't really matter if you like sports or not. It's just a fun um, sort of a community event. Absolutely. So we're, we're calling ourselves Sports Ball Late Joiners. That's if you just kind of join in at the end to celebrate mm-hmm. whatever the road to a trophy of some sort is. Also maybe known as a Fairweather fan, but uh, also maybe. called a Sports Ball Late Joiner. Sports Ball Late jo- Joiner sounds yeah. more us. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, okay, so that's it. We've got RuPaul's Drag Race. We've got straws. We love straws. And we love being sports ball late joiners. Yes. And, and all we- the yummy food that comes <laughs> that with it. comes with it. Sports ball late joiner snacks. So we want to remind you that we are going to be in Chicago on February 21st at the Wilmette Theater at 7.30 p.m. doing a live version with music of How Much Do We Love. There's going to be singing. There's going to be talking. There might be some prizes, you guys. Prizes. Prizes. And in I fact, did- there will be prizes. There's no might about it. We know that some of you are planning on coming, and even some of you out-of-towners, and we're really excited about that. I have had some of my Chicago friends say, do I need to make reservations for this? And the answer is absolutely yes. yes. Now, that doesn't – you can RSVP to the Facebook event, which is out right. there, but you also – that will not actually get you a seat. You need to go to wilmettheater.com to buy yourself a ticket, or you can call them at 847-251-7424. But all the info is over on the um, Facebook fan page, and it'll also be on HowMuchDoWeLove.com with this episode. It's going to be a lot of fun, folks. I know. We're very, there's going to be some surprises. We're excited. Yeah. You know, in all of our years of friendship and being professional performers, we've never performed together. So yeah. this will be it. Hopefully it won't be the last time. Right. And um, also to answer some other questions that are out there, we are in the process of figuring out how – um, involved, we're going to be able to keep all of you listeners on the on the worldwide webs. So we're going to figure out there might be some videos posted. Yeah. We're we're going to try to figure out a way to do an audio recording and maybe be able to share some clips from the show with you all. So we'll make it happen in yeah. some way. We don't know the specifics yet, but we're working on it. But anyone who's in the Midwest, or you know, we've got people coming in. It turns out from California, Ohio. Michigan, Arizona. I mean, and people South are... Africa and South Africa. No, I don't know. That. I don't know. <laughs> Just Eric the Swede, are you coming from Sweden? Will you bring Swedish fish? Oh yes. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Ooh, we might have to eat some Swedish fish on the show for live. Live. My... Doesn't That's everyone want to see that? <laughs> It's thrilling. They're so chewy, you guys. They're, so they're in person. Mm, red is my favorite. All right. <laughs> we will see you next time on How Much Do We Love? Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. How much do we love? How much do we love?